It's the Exit 52 podcast back recording on a Monday night. Feels like I was just here. We were recording the Ravens instant analysis Sunday night, which you can go back and listen to for me, Banks, Spenny, and Jake's takes on the Ravens week one victory over the Texans. But as we talked about last night, RDT, you were not on the show, but there's going to be a lot of podcasts coming from us as we go through the fall. We're mm-hmm. kind of been teasing at that. Um, and the cadence is going to be those instant analysis on the weekend. Um, an Orioles pod, as we're doing right now, early, early in the week. Then uh, the jumbo set will be recorded with Jake and Spetty and whoever else they would like to, to have jump on there uh, for their Ravens deep dives. And then a Ravens preview that will that will drop Wednesday. And then a Ravens preview that will drop on Friday. So um, a lot of pods coming, but we want to make sure we segment the Orioles out a little bit from kind of the different Ravens coverage that's coming. And I think Monday recording to Tuesday is kind of a good night for it. RDT Mm -hmm. because you can kind of recap the weekend um, and whatnot. And uh, what a weekend it was in Boston. Another series win for the Orioles. Um, Seven straight series wins for them. It's an, the team is an absolute wagon over 90 games. One now Um, I obviously wasn't around for the Orioles discussion last week, but I would just imagine and based on continuing to see your tweets and your texts on our group chat, you just continue to be overjoyed by what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard not to be, again, just absolutely fired up, even with, with the deflating news of Felix a couple of weeks ago, and we'll get into the new updates about that. I, Brian Brian said it best. He was like, you know, you're all year we've kind of been waiting for that down period for them to hit, you know, a slide and lose six in a row, seven of nine, 10 of 14. And it's like, it, it may not happen. It makes it, it, it's like them and the Braves are the only teams. And I mean, it's, it, that's just sports and teams just have these weird kind of one or two week periods. The Orioles haven't had that. Like they don't have these four or five game losing streaks. They're now on 86 state straight series without being swept. And someone the other day on Twitter was like, this stat isn't that impressive. It doesn't really mean anything. And it was like, yes, it does. Like it, it shows you that even if they lose again, like they did Sunday, they don't let these these losing streaks per se turn into five, six, seven, eight game losing streaks. They stop the bleeding almost immediately. And and again, that's what they did tonight. I mean, this game. I don't know if you watched the first four innings. It, I, I I thought this game was done. This game, Dean Kramer had he's had two back to back tough starts, but he's been solid for ninety percent of the year. So again, you kind of you you'll let them slide. But he went four and a third, seven hits five runs, four Ks, or I'm sorry, two Ks, four walks. So he, he was getting hit um, and, and it didn't look pretty for them early on. And they didn't really seem to have any juice. Again, they're coming off a nine game road trip. So it's hard to, to, you know, kind of fault them for that. But then the offense just came alive and somebody pointed it out to me on Twitter. Um, it was kind of sparked by uh, Aaron Hicks turning a single into a double. He kind of just dropped one into no man's land and he just took off and, and, He's played really well for them. I, I looked up his stats today. I think going into today, he was hitting like 285. T- tonight was his 51st game as an Oriole, and he was hitting 285 in his first eight, uh, 50 games. So I think like 377 on base percentage. Um, but then from there, I mean, we got the Gunner Grand Slam, or uh, Cedric Grand Slam, a Gunner's home run, number 25 in the year. I mean, he's all but locked up rookie of the year uh, with 20 yeah. games. Yep. So Austin Hayes made a fantastic catch um, in left field. Uh, and what a day he had. I don't know if you heard him mic'd up. He was incredible when he was mic'd up. Um, they had him I heard a little bit of it. I saw some of the stuff, yeah. He he was good. He was funny. Um, he, he was really good. And it was like one of the innings 
where the or it was the or the or the inning where the Orioles scored like two or three runs. So he was on there for a, like an extended period. But he came in and he got a base hit, two RBIs. Um, the offense is really clicking right now. I think um, who was it? Um, Luke Jones from uh, I think WNST said. They've scored 10 or more runs in four of their last five games. Um, they've won 14 of their last 18, too. And then I think they have 60 hits in their last five games. Like, they're just – it seems like everyone's kind of mashing right now. They're all they're all spreading it around. Was it this Saturday, the crazy game? Um, they had five home runs. They had 14 hits, five home runs. The Red Sox had 23 hits and one home run. You know, that's kind of the – that's that was the difference in the game right there. I mean, it just seems like everyone's really clicking right now. Gunner's kind of finding it. Um it's like I can't even signal like single out one person who's just playing awesome. They all are right now. So yeah, it's um <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. And again, there's 20 games left. Like th- that bad week or two may not come. <laughs> they're just gonna run out of time. They're running at they're running out of time to have a bad stretch. I mean, their yeah. worst stretch was that I think there was like a four-game losing streak right before the all-star break, mm-hmm. like Cincinnati, Minnesota, maybe they also had like a stretch. Where I think they lost three straight series. Milwaukee was in there. Like they did some weird stuff. There was, we had a podcast where we were like, God, we just need to get to the all-star break. They're kind of running out of gas. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it on right before the break and they right. have not looked back in the second half at all. Yeah. Um, as you said, they, they just have not had a stretch where it felt like um, it's gotta be. <laughs> it's so funny. The Orioles are <laughs> not been in this position much in at least in our lifetime. If you're a Rays fan, you've got to be so upset trying to chase this Orioles team right now. Mm-hmm. And normally the Orioles are not the, the front running team. So um, I don't feel bad for them at all. But you're like, God, you must be a Rays fan. You're like, God, got another win. Let's look at the box score. Do the Orioles win? Yes, they won. Mm-hmm. The next night, yes, they won. The next night, yes, they won. Oh, they, oh, they have a chance to lose a series. Oh, they won. Like, that's just every time, you know, if I've got something going on, I haven't checked the Orioles score or whatever. It's like I look and it's, you know, Orioles six opponent two in the sixth inning. It's just like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I hope they don't blow it. Um, which they haven't <laughs> done much. They've like pieced it together in the bullpen. Uh, and as you said, it hasn't been like offensively. And you're right. They have been very, very good offensively for like two, two and a half weeks. They have not had like one guy. I'm sure if we look deeper in the numbers, maybe like, there is one guy that's on there. Like, yeah, kind of hitting them in but like when you look night to night, it's like all oh, like tonight is like Gunnar Henderson's got three hits mm-hmm. and Hicks has got three hits. And then tomorrow night it'll be, oh, you know, this is a night where Mount Castle goes crazy or Hearn has a good night yep. or, you know, they just do a very nice. It's just a very balanced lineup. There's not a lot of holes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, And when you have like guys like when James McCann plays, he hits. It's like they just don't put in guys. I mean, it was for a while. It's Mateo. And even he has sort of like, you know. You can't, you can't, you can't be really much worse than he was. So anything better than that is, (laughs) is almost gravy. But um, yeah, they, they really have just not put a foot wrong. It was a, you know, last week I was obviously out of pocket, you know, in Europe (laughs) or whatever. So it's not like I was like following these Orioles games very closely, Mm -hmm. but they just, it's just, they're just like, like I said, they're like clockwork. I would, you know, wake up and look at my ESPN app. And it's like, oh, Orioles won. Cool. I'll move on with the rest of my day because it's just like mm-hmm. kind of how it goes, which is just so weird considering last year during this time we were like, oh my God, five games over 500, <laughs> six games. Like it was like a celebration. You know, we, we had a podcast where we freaking put out our reaction to them winning the game where they got to 500, got over 500 or whatever that, it was. <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's where we were a year ago. And now it's like, 
you just made the like, oh, it's like the Braves and the Orioles, and they're the teams that just win every single game and don't have bad <laughs> yeah. stretches. It's like that's where the Orioles are right now with, you know, a lot of the same faces um, mm-hmm. on the team. Um, and obviously guys that have just gotten better, you know, obviously the 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 pitching staff and the, the starting pitching is, is is a little overhauled. But, um, yeah, you're right. Gunnar Henderson's the, the rookie of the year. I mean, he is – Not even close. I don't even know if it's registering to people because of how high the expectations were, like how good of an age 22-year-old season he's having. After or, having an awful first two months. I mean, after, he was – And by the way, can I just say, Eric – on this podcast, nobody ever panicked. I just mm. want for all the people that panicked, there's no panic going on in this show. No. Um, you're right. Yeah, he was horrible. He was horrible. They wanted to send um, him to AAA. Yeah. yeah now he's he was 25 horrible. home runs and he's playing gold glove yeah. defense all over. Like, yeah, he's disgusting. Um, and my I, I feel like I find one guy every week to, when we talk about the Orioles to like give a shout out to. This Aaron Hicks thing is good for this guy. I mean, he mm. was you know, there's a lot of enemy number ones for this, the Yankee fans during this sort of like up and down run they've had. Um, but he is like one of like the poster, you know, the clips of him not being able to field the ball. And, you know, he was a huge hole for them because they needed outfielders and he could just not play mm-hmm. and they get rid of him. But, you know, and he finds a home here and he has just had big hits. He has put together big games. He's going to play a part in this playoff run. I mean, I yeah. just don't think there's any doubt that, you know, He's going to play. Um, okay, four RBIs. So, I mean, he just, I mean, he had, you know, he had a nice weekend in Boston too. The Orioles aren't paying him anything. It's just like they just have not, they just continue to not make bad moves. It's really, really amazing. And you feel good for a guy like that who was essentially left for dead. Essentially left for dead after leaving New York. Yeah. I mean, again, people, I mean, the shit that probably got yelled at him and the tweets that he was seeing and all that. And, Jake and I saw him at the Adam Jones podcast. Um, it was right after he hurt his hamstring um, in Philly. So he, you know, they, they were talking about that and they, they asked, you know, Adam and Jerry kind of asked him a lot of Yankee questions. And he literally just kept being like, listen, guys, I'm here. Like I'm having fun here. Like I, I, I got no problem talking about the Yankees. I have no ill will, but he's like, we're really, we're a really good team. Like I want to talk about us and just how good we are at the clubhouse and, and all that. So you could just tell, I mean, he, it's a guy who obviously wants to play well. Anybody who goes out there, you want to play well. But, like, it seemed like he had that extra motivation. Like you said, like, I have a chance to go to a division rival. Well, I don't know if they consider them division rivals. But, you know, a team in the Yankees division who, like you said, the Yankees are on the hook for a ton of his money. I think it's like $18 million or $11 million or something. And, you know, he, I mean, he had it. He basically helped the team drive the stake into the Yankees and eliminate them from the playoffs. They got eliminated, I think, tonight from from uh, the, the division contention. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's huge for him. Like, like you said, he, he's got to be, a, he seems like a great clubhouse guy. Um, he comes through with big hits. Again, it seems like pretty much every time you need him. Um, and and uh, I'm, I'm just going to keep hammering it at home. But like Elias, like you said, the, the hit, the, the moves that they make, whether it's Jacob Webb or Hicks or an Aaron for, you know, or Adam Frazier, you know, they're not missing on these guys. Like they're really not. And it's just, it's absolutely incredible. So again, good for, good for Hicks. And he'll be on the playoff roster. He's a switch hitting veteran who has been there. He's won playoff games. He's, you know, been in massive playoff series. So this is a guy you absolutely, I think need to have on this roster. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for him too. It's uh it's, it's, it's a long time coming for him. I'm sure it feels like the weight is kind of lifted off his shoulders. The, I mean, his, 
he's slashing 296, 385, 475 in 51 games for the Orioles. Like, sign that me is, up for that any day. Any that day. is very, very good. Um, and again, he was basically just brought along. Hey, help us keep stay afloat for 30 games while Mullins goes through whatever he's going through. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was like, oh, you could DFA him in two weeks if Mullins back, or you could, you know, when Kowser comes up, you can you can get well. That was the other thing. It was like when Kowser came up, it was like, well, okay. I mean, the Aaron Hicks thing was nice, but now this guy's gonna be the starter. We mm-hmm. have other outfielders. And obviously Kowser struggled and, you know, I think eventually he will be a part of those future plans, but that it's been huge that Hicks has been able to give them, give them that type of production. Um, Totally unexpectedly. I mean, that's, and those like sometimes, I mean, those are the kind of things you need when you become a team like this. I mean, that's just kind of baseball. Look like the Braves were built to be this a hundred win juggernaut that they are. The Orioles are not built Mm -hmm. that way yet. And they have gotten amazing contributions from guys like Hicks and guys like Ryan O'Hearn and, and people that were just not expected and that are having, you know, he's not having a career here. He's had very, very good. Um, Yeah. On the pitching side, you can obviously go through a a couple different guys, but you know, they have just kind of made it work um, as we've gone through. Um, I don't know if you have any takeaways from whether it be the Red Sox series or anything that happened last week that you would like to go through. Yeah. I mean, we'll go through some stuff and then we'll have a guest real quick, but um, also I just got sent this tweet. The Orioles became uh, the first MLB hi- team in history to beat every other team at least once in a single season tonight. So hang the banner. Flags fly forever. There you go. Um, but no, I mean, the the, the week, I mean, the, the, that Angel series, again, kind of got swept under the rug. It was Labor Day and and middle of the week. It was weird. The late night games, um, they played awesome. They swept them. Um, that 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 I think it was a Wednesday game. I'm trying to think back where they, you know, the, the final game of that series was awesome. They just. That was such a fun series. Um, it sucked that Otani got I'm, hurt on Monday. How could how could you how could you I mean how could you not sweep the Angels at this you point? Have I mean, I, I thought you would be dancing on Trout's grave and like you know. Well, I mean, look, Eagles blew so bad yesterday, weren't you? Just for him. I look. I mean, I, I, I we talked about this a little bit last night, Eric. You were not on the show. I'm just. I I love that the Angels essentially said yesterday. Look, like if you're open to getting traded, we're open to trading you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, aka actually just, please ask for a trade. Like, yeah, please ask for a trade so we can find a trade for you. Yeah. Like, what an endorsement of the best player in baseball. Help me help you. That's what it is. Like they must want to blow it up then. If they're doing that, yeah, but they're weeks, like, we have no shot to do this anymore. A month and a half ago, they were like, we're all in. And they have no plan. That organization just clearly has so little of a plan. That's uh, but that's not that's neither here nor there. No, I didn't want to dance this grave. I mean, the they're bad. They've given up. The Orioles are way better. I wasn't in the country. I, you know, there just wasn't much for me to there just wasn't much for me to really get riled up about. I did forget that that's who we were playing that week when I was gone. I was mm-hmm. like, this is so funny that I can't like consume any of these games live because sure. I'm literally I'm sleeping in Italy. But uh just I, you do the Otani thing stinks. The Otani yeah. being hurt stinks. Yeah, that was a uh, tough one. Um, but then again, I mean, that, that was a huge, you know, series. Like you said, that's a team that they should sweep. And at this point, like you said, with the Rays, it's three and a half games seems like a lot. It's really not a lot. Like It's not, well, especially it, when you're about to play them for four. Yeah, it's massive. Um, but again, like those are the series where, again, it was like the A's a couple of weeks ago where it's like, yes, two of three is nice, but a sweep would just be fantastic. Like, again, on the West Coast, you, you know, it's hard to win those games. Um, so they went ahead, did that, and then they had the day off, which is, I believe their last day off 
The Orioles, you know the, when the Orioles next day off is? It Would is love to hear it. September 25th. That's two wow. weeks from today. They have 17 games in a row, I believe, which is insane going down the stretch. I mean, that's after I think yeah. they had one, two, three. They had three days off in August, three days off in July. I mean, that's that sucks going down the stretch. That feels like there's like child labor laws or something going on with like Gunner. He can't <laughs> be allowed to work that many days. Um, but then again, they go into Boston and Fenway is always just so weird. You never know what's going to happen. The first game was very bizarre. They went into the, I think it was the sixth inning, went into the game and it was into the sixth inning and it was one to nothing Orioles. The Orioles won 11 to two. Like, and I tweeted it out and it was like, this offense really, really, and they did it tonight. They really seem to turn it on in like the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. It's like once they get to the bullpen, they seem to absolutely feast. And and I was like, I'm not looking up any stats or runs scored. And I think someone was like, their sixth inning is like the least amount of runs they've scored. Um, but I was like, or, you know, except for the first or whatever. But it was like, I just, they feel like every time there's a big situation and guys on second and third with one out in the sixth, they come through and they make that 2-1 lead four to one or something like that, or they, you know, they just blow it open in the seventh. So that's something to like keep an eye on in the playoffs. Again, when, when these guys are, when the managers are really quick to go to the bullpen and, and try and shut it down so that they seem to just fucking go nuts. Sharks like sharks, you know, in a feeding frenzy when they see the bullpen come in. So that's, that's something that they did on a Friday. They won 11 to two. Adley had the home run. O'Hearn had the home run. Um, and then again, the, the, the weird game on um, Saturday, where I mean, there was the the Boston goes up two nothing, and then then the Orioles score, and then they score seven unanswered, and then it's nine unanswered, and they just I think they were up like they were up six to one, and then like twelve to six. Gunner hit the three run bomb, and then I mean they end up winning the game thirteen to twelve. The uh, Red Sox scored three in the seventh, three in the ninth. Um, they made it scary, but Fuji was I don't know if you've seen, did you see the Fuji play from Saturday. I miss that. Oh, he was, he, it was a great play. And it, that may be like a legit, it reminded me of in the first race series, that play by Ramon at second. And it's like, that's a play where you'll look back and you'll be like, that's where they won the division. Like Fuji made an incredible play. He's lucky he didn't tear up his ankle and knee. Um, Could have been scary, but yeah, that game was wild. The game on Sunday didn't really count. They lost seven to one. There were two rain delays. Um, it was during first NFL uh, Sunday. It was in the NFL Sunday. Yeah. Does the game, did the game even ever happen? I did watch, I did watch some of that. I did watch some of that during the, uh, during the Ravens game. Um, it was, it, it was, was on fun. a bar. It turned between Ravens. Like obviously every Ravens game is meaningful and a meaningful Orioles game. It was just like, it was like a great feeling. I was like, Oh man, I can just pop on the Orioles. This yeah, is awesome. Like, I remember, you know, distinctly a couple of years ago being like the, literally the second football starts. Like I'm not going to watch another Oriole game on a Sunday for six months or whatever, seven months. Um, but the, 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 this will tell you how much that game meant. Well, obviously they wanted to win, but they had like an hour and 40 minute rain delay in the bottom of the eighth. And Joey Crable came back out after that. Hyde's like, I'm not fucking getting somebody else warm. Like Joey, just f- finish it out, dude. Like I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, it's also kind of crazy that they waited that long. It was bottom eight, two, uh, two outs and two strikes. And the, the Red Sox were up four. It's like, come I'll call it like let the guys get home a little yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that, I mean, that game, that game was crazy. Um, I am going to phone a friend and see what he thought of the team. He was there for a couple of the games in Boston. Oh, wow. Surprise um, guest. Yeah. 
trying to think what else. If I have to like, we can talk to him again because Portnoy owns. Well, you you could have always talked to him, but we'll see what he. Yeah, uh, I'm under. I'm under none of the auspices that. that... <clears throat> I just want to get some some answers from the Rocket and see what he thinks about the Orioles. Hopefully, he answers. I just texted him. Hello. Hey, friend. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're we're good. Can you hear him, Taylor? I can hear him. All right. Hey, Jared, you're live on a podcast. I just have to tell you that. I don't know if you know how the podcasting thing works. So I, I haven't dabbled. So we were just talking like Orioles, Red Sox. And I think you went to one of the games, two of the games. Well, you were in the booth for, for the one game, a couple innings, right? On Friday night, yeah. Which home run did you see? Uh, I was in the bottom half <laughs> because uh, usually when I go, they – me in the top half and the red Sox always give up home runs so i said stop putting me in the top half okay well that's that's, <laughs> that's a good logistical move there um yeah. wh- what did you think of 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 our orioles up close and uh and personal listen i love our orioles been an orioles fan since day one um it's a great team uh i'm a little upset about the felix batista injury would have loved to have seen him um but john means coming back tomorrow mm-hmm. right Yep, means day. Come back tomorrow. Yep. Um, yeah, the offense is great. The lineup is great. Uh, that that game on Saturday was a little bit of a shit show. I think <laughs> uh, that's a game that no one wanted to win, really. But uh, obviously, the Orioles had to win that one. It was uh, that was a Red Sox masterclass in terms of having just no name relievers out there doing God knows what. <laughs> but uh, no, overall, I mean, the Orioles are legit. It's a team that. Um, I kind of circled them at the beginning of the year. I laughed at the over-under. What was it, 77 and a half? Yeah, 77 and a half, 76 and a half. So it, they, yeah, they that was the demolished. easiest over of all time. Yeah, that was – yeah, people made their money back on like like before the end of August. So yeah, go figure. Um, yeah. Trying to think what else. Obviously, you talked Felix. That stunk in the, the bullpen. Um, who is – is there one guy that you came away from the series being like, oh, wow, like – Obviously, you knew about him, but like, oh, yeah, this this guy is a gamer or are they all just kind of pushed into the national media now and, and you see them all? I mean, you know me. I got nine TVs going. So, I mean, I watch a lot of Orioles baseball, especially being an Orioles fan myself. Um, <laughs> I don't miss a game, but I mean, Gunnar Henderson is that dude. Like, he's the real deal. Um, you know, that's a that's a kid that is probably going to win rookie of the year, but whenever you have those discussions about rookie of the year, uh, sometimes there are rookies where it's like, yeah, we're not just, we're not just ranking an individual against other rookies. We're ranking an individual against other players throughout the rest of the league. Like Gunnar Henderson isn't just a good rookie is a good MLB player. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, so do we have your, your like full on playoff, like vote, like your, uh, your vote of approval. Well, that was kind of the question that I was going to have for you is, will you have me? I, I mean, you, you're you already invited to the parade. The, the Orioles fans have, have really come around on you. Um, so you, I've seen tweets like, Jared, you know, Jared's invited. Um, you're on the list to come to the parade. I saw, obviously, the picture of you in the Oriole jersey sometimes gets sent out. My my phone and iPad, you know how funky it is. It just sends out the picture. So I people- mean, I've been, like, chewing you up, though. Like, if any time that, like, an Orioles fan is, like, stop talking about the Orioles, you're not one of us, I'm just like, yo, like, RDT, like, let them know. And yeah. Then there's the picture. What was your screen name? Uh, C Ripkin 2131X8. And what was your password? I don't know if it still is, so you don't have to say it if it is. What? Was like, it? the number? Yeah. 
oh, it's just like, yeah, my phone code was like 2131 or something like that. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Jared's invited. I've tried to get you to come down. Um, you know how good the aquarium is. Oh my God, it's my favorite aquarium. <laughs> I, I think the <laughs> aquarium is top notch. Um, the Harbor, one of my favorite places to go for a stroll. Baltimore is <laughs> one of my favorite cities. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, shout out. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been going to Camden Yard since I was like in middle school. I think that was the first ballpark that I went to that wasn't Fenway. Mm. Uh, I skipped, I don't know if you guys have field day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, I, I skipped my first field day to go to Baltimore to see uh, Calrican Jr. in one of his final games. It was, uh, it was, it must have been right before 9 11, honestly. I was going to say it was around 22 years ago, like this time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was in his final season. And I remember just like everyone, like everyone was treating Ripken like he was a god. So, like, when I was a kid, I didn't collect baseball cards, I collected Calrican Jr. baseball cards. So, I have like <laughs> binders and binders of Calrican Jr. cards. And uh, I got to interview him for the first time in 2018. And it was the day after the Red Sox World Series parade when I was the drunkest person <laughs> on planet Earth. So I was like, I was so drunk that I fell asleep by 7 p.m., which was great because then I was like, I mean, I was like, all right, I'm hammered. Am I going to get back to New York in time to interview Cal? I was like, I would miss that for the world. So I was asleep by 7 p.m., got on a train, went to New York and interviewed my idol. See, we, we have a different experience, you and I, uh, interviewing him. The day the day before I interviewed him, I literally did not sleep. And I was just nervously looking at my phone, typing up questions forever. So That's how I would have been, but I was very intoxicated. Yeah, well, you can blame who? J.D. Martinez and Devers? I mean, J.D. didn't even drink. Like, he just kept yeah, catching beers. And, and feeding him. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I got to go back and watch that video. But, um... Any any final parting words on on the Orioles or, or anything else that you want? You have so, an open platform here. I don't know if you know that. So, I love having an open platform. Um, I got to meet Adley Rushman at the All Star Game this year, and I mean, basically, I was tasked with getting interviews with any player that was walking the red carpet. And I'm sitting there, being like, "All right, I know this guy, I know that guy, like I know a few guys, but I didn't know Adley." And Abby was walking by and I'm, you know, I'm not like the most socially outgoing person. So <laughs> I wasn't comfortable reaching out to like players that I didn't know personally, but I knew that I had an ace in the hole with Abby. And I was like, Oh my God, like he's best friends with RDT. So I'll just name drop RDT. <laughs> and lo and behold, I was like, Hey, Abby, do you think I can interview you? And he, he like looked at me. I was like, I'm best friends with RDT. And he's like, oh, man, RDT, that's great. Like, how do you guys know each other? <laughs> so then he he gave me all the time in the world after that. He was great. It was a great interview. I know his sister stole the show on the red carpet, but that interview was probably his best. I, I am going to need you, like, on the record to say that I didn't ask you uh, pre, pre-interview pre or I didn't Venmo you anything to tell that story. I would never have brought that up. We'll probably have a cut anyways, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you are best friends with Adley Rushman, and – uh that's just a fact. It was proven. It was proven today. So I saw it. I mean, the guy doesn't lie, folks. And again, I would never ask. You know, you know me. I hate bringing up those kinds of stories. So right, never. Yeah. You're one. Of, you're probably the most humble Orioles fan that I know, besides me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that the guy was great. 
Orioles fans have always been great. I only had one negative experience with Orioles fans, but it was totally understandable. It was I was at Camden Yards the night that uh, mm-hmm. Robert Andino hit mm-hmm. that ball to Carl Crawford, who didn't catch it. And that, that, was, that was in my Red Sox fan days, but we're you know we're past that. National baseball, uh, unbiased national baseball writer now. Right, right. So I was there in 2011 for the for the collapse. Papelbon blows a save, and I just hung my head and walked back to the hotel. And yeah, that was a rough night. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, Orioles fans, if you'll have me, uh, I would love to be a part of the ride this October. I will say we have to get you down here for a birdbath game next year. I'll be there. All right. We all, we've already talked about it. We've all already right. kind of planned for it. I will. I will get the tickets. Um, we'll have like a sleepover, you know, we'll do, we'll go to the aquarium. We have to go to the aquarium. We have to. All right. Yes. All right. Well, you heard it here. My dad's a lawyer, so that's a legally binding uh, contract in the state of Maryland. So yeah, there we go. Thank you for joining us. Um, and I'll text you probably soon. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. All right. Go O's. Go O's. We had to, we had to bring him on. There he is. The rocket. The Rocket. We we texted a lot. And again, he is Jared he's, Travis. He's always like enjoyed the Orioles. And like even when they were bad, he was like, This is gonna be a fun team to follow. And I know people give him shit, but again, the guy's about as unbiased as they come. Um, and he knows he saw some good baseball this weekend. So even again, he was like the you know, the game on Saturday was just a shit show. So thank you to Jared for coming on. Um Yeah, the the Jared's thing where I, he sends those pictures out where he has the nine TVs on is one of the wildest it's, things that anybody does in America. And like, it's I, not a bit, it's not a bit at no, all. It's, it's definitely not a bit. It's, it's you, I mean, that's how you, like, that's how you, you know, that's how he's first on every single play that happens in baseball when he's like on his Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of amazing to me. And, and again, I will say, this is how I knew the Orioles were getting good was like, like you said, around the time where we were starting to do the countdowns and stuff. Oh, we're eight games from 500. We're six, six games from 500. He would text me like randomly and be like, Orioles are on TV three tonight. They were on six last week. And it's like, oh shit, they're moving up the TV, you know, moving up the TV. Rockets TV rankings. Yeah. Obviously, like it's usually like Red Sox on one, wrestling on two. And then it's like whatever game of the week is on three. And he's like, Orioles. It's, it's, I always forget he's a big wrestling guy. I always forget. Oh my God. Yeah. We should ask him wrestling questions. Yeah. He's, he's a massive. Yeah. We may have to have him on for a real interview at some point. I would love to talk wrestling with him. He, he's like Belichick when you get him to, when you get Belichick to talk about special team. Yeah, he loves football, but once you get him to talk about like a lefty punter, he like comes himself. That's Jared. Did you watch record. that clip of Belichick go for ten minutes about the evolution of punting? The holder? Yeah, that it wasn't was about the holder and the punt. No, yeah, it, it was it. about um, it it was about no, it was about long snapping and, yeah, that's, that's, and yeah, whether you should hold a long snapper on your roster based on the fact that anyone should be able to do it. And um, that's unbelievable. Thing. Ten and a half minutes, ten and a half minute answer. He did it about lefty punters like five or six years ago. They signed one guy off the street, and he was just like, again, like Hank talked about on part of my take. You can see him like physically like light up and be like, well, the first lefty punter was this guy out of you know blah blah blah. He was he was born in the same hospital as like George Blanda, and he goes and he tells you like every detail of the play and the position and. And everything. So yeah, it's it's. But that's how Jared is with wrestling, where it's like if you can get. Yes, he loves the Red Sox, but if you can get him on a wrestling topic, he'll like, he'll he'll rip your ear off talking about it. So yeah, the guy's a big, huge wrestling fan. But um, again, had to bring him on. I know we saw the Orioles up close this weekend. A lot of Oriole fans in um, Boston. It seemed like, but um, 
again, I mean, the train just kind of keeps on moving. They beat the Cardinals tonight. Again, we talked about it in a game that didn't look good. But the big one looms this week, and that's the four-game set against the Rays. Um, and you mentioned it. You know, they just – they're keeping pace with with the Orioles as as much as, as anybody has. Um, the, the Seattle won the first game and then I think held leads in like – I think they said Seattle lost like five of their last six, and in their last four games they had blown like an eight or ninth inning lead. And it's like, well – you know, you did kind of mock Felix Bautista and the Orioles, and then you guys did like a, a you know, a rain dance or part, you know, what a parade when he got hurt. And now you guys can't close out a game. So they're useless. Um, Tampa's in Minnesota, I believe, or they're playing Minnesota. So before they come here for four, which again is massive. You win one of those games and that, that secures the season series, which is really important. But we've talked about statement wins and stuff like that. Imagine if this team goes in there and wins three out of four this weekend and just absolutely – puts the fucking nail in the coffin there. That would be incredible. But again, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very exciting week for, for Orioles baseball. So if you can get out there, get at six start times again, you're going to get out earlier. Um, but again, John means day tomorrow today, if you're listening to it. Um, and then the big Adam game on Friday, um, Taylor, sorry to again, rain on your guys parade, the blackout. <laughs> go to it. If you can, the, yeah, going to be tough. Going to be tough for people to get get people in from Baltimore to the Virginia well, Maryland game. It's, but. it's officially sold out, so you know maybe yeah. you get some, maybe you get some of the TVs and the suites to uh, turn on the Orioles game. But sure, um, um, that game again when they they announced like Saturday, like oh the game is sold out. It's like oh shit, they did. Yeah, so the, it's a it's a, so yeah it's an amazing seven game stretch after these two St. Louis games where the the Orioles go against the two teams chasing them in the American League, um, Tampa and Houston. Obviously, the four games against Tampa is, means so much to the division, but then you have those three games against Houston. It then kind of gets easy from there. The mm-hmm. four games at home against the Red Sox, tough games. Red Sox are good, but you're at home. And the Nationals, of, Nationals for two who had a nice little stretch and then kind of fallen back apart. Um, and then at Cleveland, who has just not been very good the entire year. Mm-hmm. The, these four games, as you said, are massive. They should have a buzz unlike, you know, we talked about that Yankee series when they were on Sunday Night Baseball is one that was going to have a lot of buzz. This is going to be way more. I think that these Friday-Saturday games especially are going to be – and even like a Sunday afternoon 1 o'clock game, I think that will have a lot of energy too. That's the one I'm probably going to make it out to uh, based on work and things like that. And I can't wait. I, I, these are going to be – you know, they're the four biggest Orioles regular season games in a decade, in eight yeah. years. I don't know. Eight, you know yeah, probably eight, eight years. Yeah especially just considering the type of season the Orioles still have a chance to put together as they sit here on September 11th um, at 91 and 52, they are, they have the, I mean, if they keep trending like this, they have the ability to win 105, 106 games. I think they're on I a mean, pace for to put, 103 right now. Yeah. Which again, I mean, yeah, 103, sure. 103, 103, fine. Incredible. I, one of the best se- regular seasons in the history of, of the history of the franchise. It is um, – I can't wait. They're on national TV um, Thursday night, and I guess if, if you call Apple TV national TV, they're on Apple TV Friday, which I'm sure is not making anybody happy. Um, they can't make it out to the game. But um, come down to Baltimore and go to a bar. I mean, I'm sure it's the, the, the Baltimore bars will be fun on Friday for this game too. Um, yeah. I think people would be – I think people will be out watching the game at the bar on Friday, which will be great. So if you, if you can't make it out and you're around the city, I, I would come down. And mm-hmm. kind of get the hopefully it's a good aftermath after a win, but um, 
it's going to be really, really fun. I mean, Jared brought it up in the, in your chat with them. Uh, the return of John means tomorrow night is going to be very, very interesting. Unbelievable. That he's pitching. against 42 year old Adam Wainwright in this game tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Have you seen every Wainwright? single year, every single year he continues to be in the league. It shocks me. He's still in like at one point during the game, I'm like, Oh, Adam Wainwright. He's been stuck on 180 or 98 career wins for like two and a half months. He doesn't have a win since like April. It's like, it's in, it's almost like if Ovi was in a wheelchair and they were trying to get him to like Gretzky's record. And it's like, just, I can't believe they keep putting this guy out there. The Orioles could really, really tee off on him. Like he'll last like three innings, but he'll give up like four home runs and like seven runs. Like he's, it's sad watching him. So it's, it's it, like you said, it's crazy that he's even still in baseball, but like getting trotted out there. So we'll, uh, we'll see what that one uh, turns into be. That's crazy. That's um, I think <laughs> considering everything else has gone for the Orioles, you would just assume that this means thing is going to go well. Um, but we shall see. It would be nice to, you know, see three or four nice innings from have they announced any type of limit they're going to put him on eric I, I have not caught that but they they asked him and he goes i will go as long as brandon hyde like tells me he goes i think he said something like i want to go i want to go as long as i can but i will go as long as brandon hyde asked me or something he also had that quote that fucking fired me up where he was like i don't care if i'm a starter i don't care if i'm a reliever all i want to do is a winter world series and it was like that's that's just fantastic um so I, that, that got me hyped, but, um, something I, I haven't seen any like X, X innings or, you know, this pitch limit or whatever. And which is why tonight was kind of, it was very important that they could turn it around, you know, the game and they didn't have to waste a bunch of relievers because who knows how long means is going to be able to go tomorrow. So you need some bullpen guys. And luckily they were still able to, uh, to keep some of their guys, uh, rested. So that's big. Josh Allen looks worse than Lamar right now. He, he looks awful absolutely he just dropped the football yeah it hit him right in the he's face. gonna lose thank me a fantasy game here this is crazy thank god he got his boy just by fumbling already yeah he is i'm telling you you know what we'll talk i'm sure you guys talked about this on the 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 last nights um or we'll talk about it coming up the preseason thing is going to change that's going to change very quickly guys we talked about that a lot we talked about that a lot i brought it up like three or four times it's i just don't apparent. this is just and and Spenny did bring up a good point and was like, okay, well, if you change that and then guys get hurt, teams are just going to pivot the other way. Mm-hmm. There has to be some, which is I don't disagree with. I, I it's yeah. a good point. And maybe teams are just going to be willing to be like, well, we just rather them get hurt or be sloppy and work our way into the season as opposed to guys getting hurt in meaningless games. Yeah. And I could. This is crazy that I'm not down in this fantasy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Josh Allen. You have any words for Josh Allen? Fumble. I mean, this is just, this is, I mean, he's probably going to get the ball back. So I probably still have a good chance to win here, but um, nobody cares about my fantasy teams. I love, um, I love other people's fantasy teams. I really do. You do. That is one of your That's things. I do. I, I, like the, the, the football, except for Chargers Miami, which was a very exciting game. Every the game football for the most part is so bad week one. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody cares because the NFL and it's like, God's oh, yeah. back. And we're just all excited. <laughs> But like the Ravens looked like they had never played with each other at times often. And then they got into it in the second half. We, we, you can go back and listen to our extended thoughts of, on the podcast yesterday. But I was just like, this looks like a team that has Lamar Jackson looks like a quarterback that just has not played in this offense because he hasn't. I don't care how many times you practice, you've got to get out and play in a game. And he hasn't. And he looked like Spencer was describing as like everything like looks a little slow. Like his eyes look slow. His feet look slow. 
And part of that's a product that he played in offense. He's never played in with a bunch of guys that he's never played with. I mean, he hasn't played that many snaps with Rashad Bateman. He's played zero with Zay Flowers, played zero with Odo Beckham, meaningful mm-hmm. snaps. D- some different guys in the offensive line. Just going to take some time. Just result in a sloppy product. I actually thought CJ Stroud looked pretty good yesterday. I thought he did too. But, I was I was very impressed um, with him. But, yeah, I think something, something's got to change there. Do you have any comment um, – before we get out of here on your Titans, I think we've Nate, covered I, the Orioles. Huge series. Go to the games. This is gonna the Adam Jones stuff, but give me uh, thirty seconds on the Titans. I mean, Tannehill is is fucking terrible. Yeah, he's, he's horrible. awful. He's horrible. I mean, he's somebody. I forget what it was. Uh, there was a Titans account today that was like, "There's three possible outcomes for Tannehill. He goes back to playing above his head. You know, keeps his job. Whatever. He kind of the second one was he kind of middles out, like plays like or plays like absolutely awful. They play Malik Willis and Levis." And then it was like the third one was like he plays just well enough to keep his job, you know, and the Titans get, uh, you know, a mid-round first pick, first-round pick or whatever, a mid-first-round pick because, again, they won like six games or seven games. He's awful. I, I I hate him very much. I Again, we're focused on baseball right now. I'm not worried about the Titans. We're, we're, no, I, will, I want to ask you one more Titans question. Very simple. Who do they go to? First of all, Chiga Conquo just disappointed him yesterday. But yeah, who do not. they go? Who who? They, I thought he was going to have a huge. I I, I think I, he will. I think he will. He'll be he needs right. a different quarterback, probably. Who who do they go to first? Levis or Willis? Willis, Willis. I think Willis had a really good camp, and and Levis got yeah, hurt. That was all the kind of fucked yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Um. They're real quick it. too, before we leave, I think the Felix stuff. Which we we didn't we talked oh, about. Oh, true. We before. buried that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we we totally did not get to that. The the UCL partial tear is is I think what we all thought. Like it's, if it's a full tear, you know pretty quick. I would assume. I know we talked about it. It, with, it with was football. weird that they. It was. It. I mean, I thought it was a full tear when it happened, but it was mm-hmm. once they didn't say anything. It was weird they didn't say anything, and it was clear that it was something different. But yeah, it had all the like remnants of what looked like like a hey, he's going to have Tommy John, and that's what we said initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I still, I'm going to stand by my thinking of this guy, six, eight, 200, what, 70 pounds. And he throws 102 miles an hour. His body is not, if the partial tear, it's going to tear at some point. It's it, like I said, it could tear tonight. It could tear on Christmas. It could tear next 4th of July. Like it's going to tear at some point. He just throws too hard for it to not. Um, so again, I don't know if they're going to try and get it to heal and and then trot him out for the playoffs. And again, my thinking is he's going to miss all of 2024 if he has surgery, whether it's tomorrow or in two months or in four months. Like he's out all next year, I think, regardless of what happens. But you just again hope for hope for him to be back in 2025. But the fact that they keep throwing him out there and they're like, oh, he's playing catch, and they did the video today of it looked like him just doing some like therapy, like light tossing it. But I, I don't know what they're going to try and do. If they're just going to have him say, you know, if you can pitch through the pain and then, you know, when it tears, it tears. And if that's him saying that, because, again, I was talking to somebody about it and they were like, this guy does not make a lot of money. It's not like he can be like, I'm raking in 30 million next year, you know, as a closer. I can, I'm, I'm good if I, you know, if I get hurt. He's not good if he gets hurt. You know, he's not he's not on a high paid contract. Um, but if that's him being like, hey, listen, Mike and, and Brandon, whoever, like to the trainers, I'm going to pitch until my, my, my UCL fully tears. If that's him, then he's like, build him a statue if they win it all. Like that's just a monster move. Um, I don't know if that's it or not, but again, if, if the doctors, cause Elias did say he cannot hurt it anymore or tear it, you know, it's, it, it, he cannot do further damage by playing on it. So 
whatever the decision is, if they just trot him out there as you know, and and have him go until it goes. I don't know. I mean, that's a weird move, but I get it. He's going to probably have to get surgery sometime. It's just when, and and again, he's going to be out all next year, I think. So I'm, I'm tempering my expectations. I would love to see him, but I don't think we do. I think it's kind of crazy to even try this with, with again, two weeks left in the regular season and whatever looms in the playoffs. So I don't think we see him this year or next for the most part. Yeah. It just seems wild for him to go out when it's all about throwing a hundred miles an hour to have that wrong. I, I don't know them. And that's me. I don't know them. I mean, I, I'm not going to claim to know more than any medical person, but it's just, it just, my brain can't comprehend him. It, like being out there in November, no you know, world series, throwing 102 miles an hour. Unless so, it's like a varsity blue. And he's like getting every injection and you know, every, and maybe he's going to, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I can't, I can't picture it. It would be incredible, but I just cannot see that happening. It's it, it doesn't make sense with how careful they are with like all their guys, all their prospects. Yeah. You know, every, it feels so I bad put, for them. But again, I do get it where it's like, it's a, Hey, this is kind of a balls to the wall. Like if you can give us a week or a series, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like a scene out of a movie where he's like, the coach is like, what do I do? It's it's like Friday Night Lights with Booby's uncle when he's like, let him play. You know, he's fine and he's not fine and he just wants to win. So, again, I watched that on the plane. So fucking good. Um, it's it's going to be a weird couple of weeks following the uh, the updates, though. That's all I know. Yeah, it's already been a kind of a weird – at least they find – at least we finally know what, like, it is as opposed to, like, the speculation about what is going on with this. Um, that yeah. has been nice. So yeah, hopefully he can. Um, hopefully he can. I guess give them something. You just hope that he's okay moving forward. Really, I mean that's kind of the biggest. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Um, good stuff, Eric. Thank you to our um, surprise guest, your buddy, um, the Rocket, Jared Kravis, who came in and and gave us his view on his favorite team, the Baltimore Orioles. That was very nice of him. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, more pods coming this week. Jake and Spenny will be on for the jumbo set. Um, where I think I might be coming on to talk about Coach Prime on uh on when we talk when we talk again. I said I wanted to do 20 minutes on Coach Prime. So I don't know when that's gonna happen. Is this a positive got- is this a positive or negative? Positive. I could not oh. be more in on this Coach Prime situation. I'm okay. so in. I'm so in. I mean, them just making up that they were disrespected by Matt Rule is one of my favorite things that's happened in sports. I, I I I heard that and I was kind of like, I, I probably missed the quote. Like, you know, I don't pay that much attention to like, you know, Nebraska college football, but I think I, maybe I missed it. And then I kind of went looking around and I was like, what what happened? I was like, did I miss something? So I don't I Dion's don't speeches know. are incredible. Travis Hunter is incredible. Yes. Shadur <laughs> Sanders is legit. Yeah, we. I was. I was saying to bring to Tennessee, Spenny, bring to Nashville next year. Well, we've got him. You've got Caleb Williams, who is like legit, man. legit, and Quinn Ewers, who probably yeah. just made himself. Spenny said he made himself a top ten pick on Saturday. He so, yeah. so you know that's our resident draft expert. Um, that's a hell of a quarterback class. Yeah, coming up here. So God, and that, that some, combine and that combine and then pre draft. Oh, and Drake May. And Drake May. And Drake May, yeah. It's going to be exhausting, though. It's going to be so much like uh, that's going to be an exhausting process to to watch that all play out on first take and cold pizza and fucking all those shows. God damn it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot tough. of good quarterbacks. Yeah. It's going to be a fun class. Here's a, 
here's an NFL mock draft. <laughs> By the there way, they brought, on Ky- they brought on Kuiper to talk about the draft today on NFL Live. <laughs> September 11th. Yeah, good The season God. just started. Incredible. Yeah, Drake May number four. Oh, and, J- and J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. I mean, this is a hell of a – this. Is, God, Chop Robinson's a top 10 pick. Ugh. <laughs> Was a Terp at one point. That is tough. Would love to have him right now. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, Shadur Sanders is here in the. T- I mean, yours probably hasn't jumped into this group yet. Um, and Michael Penix, who's been in college for about oh, forty yeah. years, was at Indiana, now's at Washington. That's right. I forgot even Washington. And, and they have and they have the Ravens taking a corner. Um, <laughs> tremendous. That's enough. For, that's enough for this episode. As I said, those guys will be back Wednesday. Ravens preview dropping Friday. That may they may go live with the we may go live with the Ravens preview Thursday, depending on. Um, logistics and then a instant analysis eric which i kind of teased last night as a potential uh ravens orioles uh post tampa series instant analysis we that may be a length we went pretty long last night that may mm-hmm. be a lengthy discussion talking um ravens and orioles on sunday um and then we'll be back for another big week of stuff the following week as everything whoo you can tell Everything wraps up here as I yawn at the end of the show. <laughs> um, you can follow us on all of us on Twitter uh, podcast at exit 52 podcast on all your social media platforms. As they scroll across the screen at me, you can follow Eric at E D I T T I 22. You can follow banks at barstool banks. You can follow me at Taylor Spike 10. You can follow Jake at Jake Luke. That is L O U Q U E. And then you can follow Spencer at Ravens Four dummies. That's the number four. Between Ravens and Dummies, thanks to all of our sponsors, Black Eyed Susan Spice Company, Fed Thrill, and Jimmy's Seafood. Um, you have an event coming at Jimmy's Seafood, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, the, the next Orioles off day. That's what that is, yes. two weeks from tonight. Yeah, so I probably can't do the podcast that night. We'll What's the ticket out. situation there? Do do we need? Are we are we sold out? Are, we, are people still last, able to buy? Last I had checked, there were single digits left. I think it was like eight or nine left. Um, and that was Friday when I checked, so... Yeah, go on over to Jimmy Seafood, uh, their website. Um, we tweet out the link. I'll tweet it out again. But um, Q&A with Grayson and I, um, it's, it's also just a full event. You know, you can get food, you can get drinks, all that good stuff. Um, I think a ticket gets you in and gets you an autographed ball, I believe, and a picture with Grayson. Plus, again, he Very stands nice. there and shoots the shit with you. And, and again, we're doing a Q&A. Yeah, the guy's uh, awesome. It's worth it's worth going to somewhere you can chat with him. Oh, yeah. He will chat with everybody. Yeah, sure. Really cool. Nice. So uh, everyone make sure they sign up for that. Excited for the rest of the pods coming up this week. Make, go back and listen to the instant analysis from last night if you're looking for your Ravens coverage. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood.